Welcome back to another episode of Black Feelings Podcast, bonus edition. I'm Ailea. And I'm Monica. Thanks for joining us. Today, we're joined by a special guest, One Swayze, who we actually met when we were a guest on another podcast called Just Chilling with Miguel. Shout out to him. So, One Swayze, thanks for joining us. How are you tonight? I am blessed. Uh, God is good. Thank you all once again. Um, it's a pleasure to be here, honored to be, you know, in you all's presence once again. Um, definitely shout out Miguel for making this happen. Yes. And, uh, thank you. you know, thank you. So the main reason why we wanted to have you on today is because when we were on the podcast with Miguel, we realized that you were an advocate for voting and we know the election is coming up and we felt like it was our duty to inform our listeners and not just like post it on our Instagram the importance of voting, but also have someone to speak to it more. Cause I feel like for me, it's like common sense that we need to vote, but I also feel like it's hard for a lot of people to get the grasp. And I still feel like there's people that's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't count. Mm -hmm. So I feel like we needed to put this out there for everyone. So common knowledge, cause common knowledge is a knowledge. So everyone get the same kind of information. But before we get into that, would you like to tell us about yourself? Uh, well, yeah. One Swayze, once again, um, I'm an artist here. Um, also, I, I'm starting to get into more of a podcast role. So I've been doing a lot of, uh, you know, webisodes and episodes myself um, as far as my podcast. But, you know, I've really just been focused on the artistry. As, you, as I told you all earlier, I just dropped a song today. Um, it's out on everything. So... Uh, yeah, that's, that's me. Uh, you know, I work grinding, uh, got my own label, getting ready to open up a studio, um, starting the clothing line, getting ready to push that forward. And, um, yeah, like you said, uh, just, you know, an advocate for doing the right thing. Um, you know, voting, um, getting the message to our people and where our people are educated and, you know, that way we can each one teach one is what I was always taught. So, you know, once once you get to a certain level, you want to reach back and bring somebody up with you. Um, so I, I look at myself as a leader as well um, with this new generation, um, trying to, you know, once again, instill the importance of voting, instill the importance of knowing your rights, um, instill the importance of just the black culture, you know, the black community, you know, what it is we're missing, what it is we're lacking, uh, what we need to improve on, how we can come together. And make a you know a global impact. Um, as you all see, is the Black Lives Matter movement is still going on and still going strong. Um, definitely uh, prayers and condolences to everyone in Nigeria. Um, as you all know about that, I'm sure you see that is going really uh, crazy. Yeah. Um, and we also just had. I'm not sure if you all seen the guy in Philadelphia who was just gunned down in front of his mother. So you know, it's 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 a lot of things that we're touching base on. Um, you know, I'm still, you know, within the NAACP, you know, with those connections, we're working hand in hand, speaking with them daily to see how I can influence my generation and the generation below us to understand how important it is to, like you said, vote, um, be active in your community and know that you do have a voice, you know, to stand up and be bold in whatever it is you believe in. So that's me. Well, that was a great um, explanation. How 
Um, I guess, how did you get into voter advocacy? Is it something that like your parents instilled ever since you were young or is this, um, was it inspired by current events? Like tell us more about that. Well, it, I'm, I'm just going to be real. It, it has started as, you know, a youth, um, seeing my dad, you know, youngest city councilman in DeKalb County, um, seeing him, you know, do elections and run for office and, also, like I said, working with NAACP as I was growing up, you know, being around different, um, you know, people, Louis Farrakhan, um, Cynthia McKinney, you know, just a lot of great inspirational people um, that strive for our culture and for the black community. And also just, you know, just being around um, business, you know, etiquette people and, um, you know, that minded, that mindset of educating yourself. And not letting, you know, the news or social media influence your actions, but educate yourself and, um, you know, be be big and be bold in what, what it is you stand for. And make sure that the people behind you or the people that's beside you are all on the same page. So my dad is a big influence in my life and has always been a big influence in my life. Um, and he's, you know, he's he's the pilot. So as I would say, like, he's he's the Superman. So I've learned everything from him so it's it's always been in me and i guess you know now i'm just starting to learn my purpose um you know grow a little bit more into what it is that i don't see people doing that we need and doing it in a way to gain the audience and but not do it in such a teaching manner as you know as a lot of people don't want to be taught you know we're we're, we're so big on oh i know this already or like she said common sense I know this, but as you stated, common sense is not always common. So I'm just trying to, you know, elevate the masses in a way that they can learn and not feel like they're being taught or being told to do something, but structurize for, you know, a more successful future for to build a foundation to understand the importance of uh, a 401k or the financial literacy that you know, our communities don't get, you know, we don't get an opportunity to sit with someone who can teach us numbers or a lot of our parents may have, you know, grew up in an area where they didn't get much education on certain things is what we get. And they didn't have the access to all of these tools that we do today. So that's kind of, you know, the gist of it. But yeah, my dad has always been that biggest, biggest influence. He used to go to conventions all the time. You know, you see everything in conventions. You see him speaking on podiums. He's spoken at my school before. So he's he's just a real big uh, inspiration and, you know, leader and model for me. So That's awesome. That's awesome. I love that you, um, what you said about not being teachy. Um, yeah. Because I think that, man, actually there's been several things that have come up in the past where we've seen or people in kind of like pop culture or whatever, where people have commented on, you know, don't, people don't want to learn or kind of take in information that way. Right. Um, even before this, we were kind of talking about the Mike Tyson interview with Lil Boosie and he was just talking about, you know, and now everybody wants to be right because you feel like you know more than somebody else, you're better than somebody else, where, you know, when it comes to, like, voting and our society, it shouldn't be about that. It should be, like, about working together, making sure, you know, we're good. So I I love that. Exactly. And you, you hit it right on the nail, you know. Um, it's, it's not about status. It's 
to me, you know, and like, you know, that's, that's the thing about social media. I've actually limited myself. Uh, I put timers on a lot of that stuff, man, because it can take away your day. And, you know, if you're putting all your energy on that, you're not focused on your purpose or why you're here or you're not educating yourself. So, you know, like you said, people don't like being taught, but at the same time, we have to understand that it's distractions being put out here. And if you're, you know, if you're not self, you know, conscious of what, what you're doing, you're going to be distracted. And by that time, it's going to be a little, you know, too late. It's going to be down the line and you're going to be trying to figure out why, why, why I didn't do this or not regretting, but looking back and wondering like, wow, I could have did this a lot better. So it's, it's, uh, it's very imperative that we take advantage of this time that we have now. And, um, Definitely, like you said, not teach, but just encourage, you know, speak powerful um, and lead, you know, and lead like like you all are doing with this. You know, it's it's a it's a leadership thing. You know, you all are working together, but you all are taking the lead and seeing something that the community does not have. And so with this, your outreach is you know going to be bigger and you're going to grow and things are going to, you know, be bright, you know, for you all. So. Definitely. Um, yeah. Any, you know, anytime, anything I can help with, let me know. Thank you. Oh, thanks. Feel all motivated. <laughs> I know. Me too. You know, you said two things that are like really pertinent to me right now, and that's like teaching people the importance of voting without sounding like a teacher. That's something I feel like I can't do, but only because how my mom raised me. Like she was like, "You better go out there and vote," and it's like. It's not really an explanation. It's like, I get it. So I'm going to do it. But then yeah. when I talk to certain people, that's like, our vote doesn't matter. Why should I do it? I yeah. feel like I don't, I don't have the answers to approach that without sounding preacher. And I know then they don't want to hear it. So like me saying it, it's kind of like me giving them an ultimatum. You better vote. or I'm not going to talk to you for a year. You better vote or like, that's the only thing I could come with. I don't have anything that's stronger because I feel like if you don't know why it's important to vote, I can't talk to you. And I know that's wrong. And I know that's why so many people didn't vote like in 2016. Yep. And now I kind of feel like we're going down that same path because we're saying like, this is the most important election, but we're not really saying why, because people still want to be like politically correct. Like I'm not going to tell you who to vote for, but I'm going to tell you that it's important to vote. Exactly. I'm show all these stickers everywhere like did you vote like every time i go on instagram <laughs> did you vote and it's like i'm seeing this and a trump supporter is seeing that do you care who's voting or like who, like you're not saying anything more where it's like you need to vote for this you're saying this is important but you're not really saying why so both of us could be doing the same thing and it's just to appease your thing like instagram is doing their job by having that ticker of did you vote? Did you send in your ballots? But it's not anything further than that. And I find that really like annoying. Oh yeah. It'll definitely, you know, be frustrating and aggravating because um, you know, uh just you know, back to an example today, um, or you know, conversations me and my girlfriend have, like, uh, she was speaking to her uncle yesterday, and um, he was just kind of like, Yeah, Kanye 2020. And it's like <laughs> Like you're joking, right? You know, and initially, you know, we really thought he was joking. And then later on, we actually found out that he actually voted for Kanye. 
Wow. You know, so, and then I have my manager today. Um, you know, before we left the huddle, um, I was just like, yeah, you know, make sure everybody gets out, you know, get out and vote. Cause I, I you know, I'm just that type of person. So we need to be active. We need to be, you know, more into it. And my manager even said that she doesn't know. And it's like, you know, what, what do you not know? You know, like I, I understand you're not knowing who to vote for, or you're kind of up in the, you know, air as far as that, but it's still an encouraging thing to go vote. So. Once again, it comes back, you know, to that leadership role, like our actions, you know, voting, uh, being at the local polls, volunteering, um, you know, showing up, you know, maybe getting shirts, passing out shirts, you know what I'm saying? Doing things outside of the box that normal people do not do around voting time. Um, I'm looking at, you know, handing out shirts. You know, I, I had, like I said, I dropped, uh, you know, when we had the podcast last time with Miguel, I just dropped the 2020 tape. And it was just talking about everything going on at, in 2020, voting being important as well. So I plan on printing up a few shirts and just sending them out. I'm not even really going to charge, you know, people to uh, for the shirt. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to encourage people like, look, get this shirt. Show me your sticker. I'm going to send you a shirt. You know what I'm saying? If you put this shirt on, put this shirt on, put your sticker on it. I'm good. You know? Other than that, take a picture in your shirt, send it to me, and we're going to post it up. You know, so it's 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 more, I feel like it has to be more engaging as as well these days. Um, and everybody seems to want to look at, you know, Instagram and run the Instagram and don't understand, like, that's their algorithm. You know, they have to put the voting sticker thing up. They have to put uh, the Go Voter 2020. They have to do those things. But once again, that comes back to that distraction, you know, but it's a it's a big platform when you say, you know, a lot of people voting, a lot of people showing their stickers and things like that. But to really get people, you have to do, you know, you also have to stay on people, you know, make sure you are staying on people, you know, go vote, go vote, go vote. No matter how uh, aggravating it may sound, no matter how much they may feel like you're getting on their nerves, you have to definitely encourage people you know and it's it's just about the like you said learning more about who's running what they're you know doing for us or what they're trying to change or are they trying to change anything um and it's not also just about the big elections as we always rave about mm -hmm. it's also about the local elections your supreme court your um what is it um like i said city councilman uh your congressmen, things of that sort that definitely, you know, as they say, the small, you know, small steps lead to the bigger steps. So we just have to, um, you know, your actions is one. Um, I would definitely say a different way of promoting or um, pushing the vote um, as an as example with the t-shirt thing, doing something out of the box, maybe because I seen today, um, I got an invite to the, it was a black voters um, registration where Common was there, David Banner was there. You know, they're doing things like that. They're holding, um, I guess, small conventions or just small uh, meetings to educate, you know, Georgia State students or whether it may be, you know, Georgia Southern students or high school students um, that how important it is to vote and to stop saying that our voice doesn't matter. Um, that's the biggest thing for me. And 
I don't see why people feel like our voice does not matter. Because as long as you're breathing, as long as you have life, you matter. You know, and I don't want anyone to ever think that their life or their voice or their, they don't count. You know, I don't want like at a, at a job, like how some people feel like they're just another number. Mm-hmm. Like, no, this, this is not just another number. This is our lives, you know, our children's children's lives, you know? So that's another way to, um, push it and promote it. Like, how do you want your children to, you know, come up and say, oh, well, mom, did you vote in such and such? Or dad, did you vote in such and such? You know what I'm saying? So they, they look at that too. You know, it's also about that generational thing as well. So that's, that's where I um, get a lot of, you know, people on my side as far as voting. Cause it's like, you don't want your, you know, child to come up and not, and you know, I'd be like, my mom didn't vote. So I'm not voting, you yeah. know, so you don't want to be left out of that loop, you know? Yeah, my um, I have a younger brother that turned 18 last year, Uh, not last year, a couple years ago, like on the day of the election. And my stepmom was like, she was going to vote. And I was like, no, like take him with you um, so he could see it. But then also we found out that in the state that they live in, you can do same day registration at the polls. Oh wow! So it turned from him just going with her to experience it because he was 18. So he was going to be voting soon to him being able to like vote for the first time. And I feel like she sent me a picture with his like, I voted sticker and he was just like beaming. And so I know that that's like an experience he's always going to remember and like, you know, exactly. hopefully, you know, voting is something that will be ingrained in him now. Definitely. Definitely. So awesome. Yeah, that, that is awesome. Because that's, like I said, that's kind of how it starts, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And when we went this year, you know, we kind of did ballots and did the little drop box because, you know, voted early. Mm-hmm. Um, but even when we went to do that, um, it was still, you saw a lot of teens, you know, a lot of preteens. They were their parents, you know, either going through the process or actually voting you know, taking those steps to vote. So I feel like that's that's going to be the biggest thing, um, encouraging the youth to really um, participate. Because like you said, in 2016, like I could have sworn I voted in 2016. I was probably in college at that time mm-hmm. or like getting out of college at that time. And um, we, you know how they send, you know, when you voted or what years you voted. They said I didn't vote in 2016. I was kind of mad at myself about that. And I'm like, wow, like, I know I voted, but okay, well, we just going, you know, every year after that, I voted and this yeah. year I voted as well. So we're just going to stay on that track, you know? I feel like I need a co- I need you to be my coach because I'm thinking about people in my family that's like my age. Okay. That may not vote. Or, like, they don't want to vote. And I remember getting on their ass in 2016 and them not voting. And I remember having a conversation with them afterwards, like, with the state of affairs we're in now, kind of like, you can't really complain about it because you didn't vote. But also, they said something to me, like, basically, like, I didn't vote and shit's still fucked up. Mm. But, like, kind of something, I guess I said something that made them feel like, I feel like things are still fucked up after I voted. So she was trying to kind of show me like, it doesn't matter whether I do vote or I don't, because this is the results. And we both feel the same way now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, 
I don't want to be that annoying person that's still like harping the importance of voting when you feel this like hopeless, basically. Yeah, that that's a, a definitely a big factor to tackle as well. A lot of people don't feel things will change. Um, but as as I say all the time, nothing changes if nothing changes, you know what I'm saying? So we have to be that change. Um we have to be able to step forward and understand the importance. And that comes along with educating ourselves on what's the importance of voting and why we should vote. Um, I definitely run into that a lot. You know, I also have close friends who either aren't able to vote or they just don't feel things will change. They feel like, um, you know, even with Obama in office, things like that, you know, he didn't do, anything you know for us but i also have friends that benefited from obama being in office you know friends with sickle cell where obama passed the health care now they're able to be taken care of through that you know and get what the medicines and get the transfusions that they need in order to still be here and that would that's what keeps them going back and voting so you also have to like Put yourself in others' shoes sometimes and think about the broader prospect of voting and not just, well, in my eyes, I don't see anything changing. I don't see uh, that the streets have been redone and I don't see that the the, the white neighborhoods get more uh, funding and things of that sort. We can't look at it like that. We have to continuously push the envelope, stay on the gas and be the change that we want to see. Um, and that's, you know, plain and simple. Um, I, I definitely understand. And, and I run into that a lot. Like I said, my, my friends, they backlash with me a lot about voting and not wanting to go. And I just push them like, look, either, you know, I'm going to pick you up and you're going to go with me or, you know, we're going to have to, we're going to work this out some way. You know, I'm pretty sure they're mailing you a ballot. I'll walk you through the steps on how you fill it out if you don't know. Or, you know, and some of them feel like, oh, well, Smike, you know, you're just trying to, like, no, like, I'm I'm here to help you. You know, I'm here to be that source for you if you just feel like, oh, we, we lost for humanity and nothing's going to happen and nothing's going to change. So that's, that's, it's not like being a helping hand, but it's also, it's like, I wouldn't say playing with their minds a little bit, but it's kind of like making making them feel like, all right, well, if he's taking, you know, going this far to want to help me vote, then let me just go ahead and vote so I can just, you know, either shut him up or just <laughs> my day, you know. So that that's another way of I, that that I kind of do it. It's kind of like that reverse psychology method type idea. So. That's a good idea to offer to help, mm-hmm. like, you know, new b- voters or whatever with uh, their ballots. Exactly. Because, sure. um, like I said, I did not think I would be mailing in a ballot at all in my life. Like, I thought I'd always be going to the polls. And I even wanted to go and I didn't feel safe with doing the mail-in ballots because, you know, <laughs> so much is going on. It's like, yes. I, really, I really wanted to go in and punch my ballots, but... Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're going to definitely leave everything up to God, you know, and, you know, pray for the best as far as it. So that's all we can do. You do your part and let God do the rest. Yeah. yeah. I, 
I I was a little nervous um, mail my ballot in as well. So <laughs> I live in Oregon now, and Oregon oh, wow. is, is all mail-in voting and has been for years. I don't know for how yeah. long, but so I moved here maybe almost two years ago, and it was a local election. And I was like, okay, let me, you know, let me get involved. And I'm looking up polling places, and I couldn't find a polling place. <laughs> and then it turns out that it was mail-in only and the ballot that I had received like a week prior, I thought was just a sample ballot, but I threw it out. Cause I was like, Oh, I'm just going to go to the polling place. I'll be okay. <laughs> but yeah, so that was my first voting experience in Portland. And I actually do miss getting up. So when I voted in Brooklyn or even in Chicago, I would get up first thing. Cause I'm not trying to stand in anybody's line for anything. So I'm, I'm at the polls 6am with like, all the senior citizens that are coming out, especially when I lived in Brooklyn, because my polling place was in a senior building. And I don't know, it always made me feel, I don't know, I was always really proud to go vote, especially with like all of these old people that like were really around when people were fighting for us to vote. Um, I kind of, I missed that, but I will say voting at home in Oregon, you get your ballot, but you also get a voting guidebook. So it's each candidate, their picture, high like details about what school they went to, their government experience, and then wow. also a statement from them. Um, so even if like let's say you don't want to go through, you have your ballot, you could Google, but if you didn't want to do that, you could look at this booklet because these statements are like from okay. you know their campaign. I won't go into detail about Trump's statement, but it was crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But it was it was really nice, and I felt um, confident with my votes. Because I'm not gonna lie, sometimes going to the polling place. Once I get down to the candidates, I don't know. I'm kind of just guessing. I'm like, I'm gonna vote for. Oh, bad. It was like women. No, it was like if you had a black or a Spanish name, you were at the top. <laughs> then if you were a woman, you you were runner up. And I felt so bad, but. I may have not known they were on the ballot or like you can't remember all their names. Yeah. So I like voting, mail and voting. That's a long way to say that. <laughs> Do you guys have like um like the actual box where you could go there and put it in yourself? Or are you just putting in like the USPS? There mailbox? is, but I there wasn't one close to me for like walking distance. So I just put mm-hmm. it in a regular box. And I feel like the postal system is they're not reliable with packages. Yeah. I'm not gonna be in front, but I feel like I've never had an issue with an actual letter. So I feel okay. <laughs> so they have like an actual box near me, which I went to to drop it off. But what you said earlier about like picking names based yeah. on. <laughs> It's so bad, but it's so funny because like I did that too. And I did it for the primaries earlier this year, even though I was Googling them. And for those of you that don't know, I live in New Jersey, but like I live in a predominantly Spanish neighborhood. So like on both sides of the tickets, they're both Hispanic. <laughs> There's women names on both sides. Like I'm like Googling their picture. Like, is any one of you black, like Latina, <laughs> vote for you guys? And like I, I read up on them, but I ultimately decided based on how they looked or their names or like things I saw that was like, okay, I could fuck with this. Yeah. But also in Jersey, like, for the primaries, at least, all these people, they were texting me. So, oh. like, somebody texted me, and I was like, I just thought they were, like, for the system as a whole. 
And mm-hmm. I was like, can you tell me about this candidate? And it's like, <laughs> no, we're only for the Green Party. I can only tell you about me and the people that I'm voting for on my ticket. And I'm like, you ain't helping, but thank you. <laughs> that would be nice if you could just like text about any Everybody. You know? I think, like one. Yeah. Yeah. If there was some sort of unbiased, whatever, text hotline. Damn, that'd be dope. Yeah, it would be. It's funny that you all, uh, you know, vote like that because it's almost kind of <laughs> how I vote. So it's like, wow, like, okay, I'm not alone in this. But of course, like you said, I Google and do things like that. But I'm looking for someone. All right, if I don't know your name, I'm trying to. If the, is that last name sounding black, or you know, <laughs> what's going on? Like, if or I just don't know that person, so I'm gonna vote for the other person. And then sometimes our ballots were. It's only one person or, you know, so sometimes it's just kind of like, you know, that they get the vote automatically because it's only one person. And that's how it is, like, towards the end of the ballot. It's usually Mm -hmm. one or two people. And you will know, okay, this person has been there for a while. So you just kind of, you know, either vote them or vote the new person. And depending on how it goes and depending on what you see and, you know, advertisement and what you read. And, of course, you know, they're... um, backgrounds and things of that sort but i like the booklet idea when going to vote i think having that is also uh you know just kind of have it right right on hand type thing if you do forget or if you do not you know know exactly who you want to vote for having that right there will be easy access so that's that's definitely a great idea yeah the booklet was was really helpful for voting i mean Living out here is kind of a trip. It's so many things that just seem like, again, common sense. Um, but living in other places, it's, you know, you see that it's not like that. I guess I wanna, I'm trying to say things are easy here. And it's so strange to me that it can't be like that in other places. But Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask you, you move around a lot? You work, you work, or you just... Um, I guess I should say say a lot but i this is this is the third city i've lived in wow uh, my my cousin played football up there in oregon uh for the oregon ducks uh wow, oh, wow. yeah wow wow back so yeah it's it's um i i like the you know the ducks i still like the ducks football team so that's why i was asking it just seemed you said new you said new york chicago and oh. oregon right yeah so yeah that's that's those are the main places i grew up in chicago I lived in New York for almost 10 years. That's where I met Ilias. We went to school together and then moved out here. Okay. Okay. That's cool. You like it out there though? No. (laughs) (laughs) I've just gotten comfortable saying that. I mean, no. Okay. There are some really amazing things about living in Oregon. The air is so fresh. It's like, it's a small city, so it's not a lot of like traffic or pollution in the air. Mm-hmm. It's really beautiful when it's not raining. Tons of national parks and hiking and water. And if like mm-hmm. you're into the outdoors, which I am not, but it is beautiful. Uh, um, and there's so many like farms around, so I feel like I get like good produce way cheaper than I would have gotten here, cost of living. But there are like 0.5% black people. I mean, I'm exaggerating. Maybe it's like 2%, but it's not a lot of black people. And after living in Chicago and New York, it's just been a it's tough totally adjustment. Different. Yeah, different. Totally different. Uh, yeah, so it's like I'm missing the things that I'm used to, but I'm also just kind of missing 
a certain kind of culture in general. It's very like, it's very bland here for me. Okay. You ever see yourself coming back or going back, you know, New York, Chicago, or just you thinking about going somewhere else? Or? I mean, I would actually, I, in my heart, I would love to go back to New York, but I don't know if I would ever make enough money to live there again. Uh, like I had a friend that told me he'd pay $5,000 in rent. I was like, what? Wow. Whoa. Um, I couldn't, it's like, we're just saying it makes my heart stop. Um, I don't know. My, my, I live here with my boyfriend though, but we, and we've talked about other places. He's like mentioned Atlanta and like Texas. And so I don't know. We'll see, okay. see where the, the wind takes us. You're in Atlanta, right? Yeah, I'm in Atlanta. It's, it's growing. It's definitely growing. And, um, everybody's coming here. We're we're starting to become a hub like California, Texas, and Florida, you know, so it it almost feels like uh, we're about to be the smaller Vegas, I guess. Oh, Oh, wow. Yeah, it's it's really starting to become, um, I guess, it's it's Wakanda. It's Wakanda, as they (laughs) say. You know, it's a lot of... You know, black empowerment, um, people uplifting each other. It's starting to grow here in Atlanta. And a lot of people see see the opportunity and see how each other's, you know, everybody's helping each other um, and whatever it is they want to do. If it's fashion, if it's music, if it's art, it's, you know, a lot of sources. And as you see, a lot of people come through Atlanta when they're starting off or when they're flourishing. So it's uh it's it's okay you know i'm i'm already like almost kind of just ready to get out of georgia um but i think i'm outgrowing georgia i've been here all my life so i just think it may be time for a new scenery you know new look but you can't be you know the prices and you know the land you get for what you spend so that's that's the upside of living here in georgia yeah I'm an advocate for people moving away from their hometown, even if only for a little bit. Um, Just because I think it gives you an opportunity to learn so much about yourself. And I don't know, it's, it's kind of cool. I mean, it's hard. I definitely think it's harder the older you get because you get used to, you know, just the way your life was, but it's also fun. It's a little scary, but it's fun. Yeah, I think it'll. I think it'll be fun um, to venture out, you know, do something different. And um, you know, I've I've definitely been considering it and just trying to get another outlook. You know, we still have family here. We have family uh, a little bit everywhere. So you know, I don't. If I don't go, if I don't go to California or somewhere like that, then I'll be in Georgia for. For a little longer, but I feel eventually I'll probably end up in California or somewhere like that because I love the water. Um, I don't like the cold weather, so I'm trying to get cold, and I, I just want to stay inside. I don't want to go outside. So I, I'd rather be somewhere where it's going to be warm majority of the time and majority of the year. So Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I did want to um, bring back up how you said as far as like, um, you know, people fighting for our rights to vote. Um, that's another thing that kind of fuels, you know, me as far as um, taking that privilege and uh, making sure that we do vote because we always didn't have the opportunity to vote. Um, and it's, you know, even longer for women, you know, so to vote. So it's just one of those things that you kind of do pride yourself on knowing that 
you know, I had some ancestors and actually did a report on one of my actually, you know, great, great, great grandmas who was a slave, you know, who did pick cotton. Um, and so, you know, knowing that history about my family and kind of digging deep into the roots there, you, you know, you kind of look at things a little different and you want to, you know, make them proud and also just do the right thing and, um, you know, just take advantage, you know? For sure. Yeah. So like, I think we mentioned this in our last episode, the thing where it's like people don't do things for everybody. They just, they're like self-serving. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like I'm guilty of that because I feel like if I vote and I get the I voted sticker, I've done my part, but I'm now realizing that not trying as hard as I can to get people to vote. Like that's the other part of it. That's like, it's a scary thing, but something that I should be working towards. Mm-hmm. But like I, like I stated, um, your action, you know, your action of voting um, you know, should encourage people to go vote, you know. So as long as you are um, active in voting and staying active, they should see that, you know, like a lot of people go off action sometime more than they do off words. So, you know, kind of like my little brother, um, he's one of the guys where he has to see like, he has to see me get a grade A job or he has to see me get a grade A car to know that, oh, well, I can do it too. I should do it too. Or I should try to see what he's doing in order to get to that level. So I, I definitely commend, you know, you for wanting to, you know, be a little bit more active and be, you know, a leader in that voting. Um, right. Cause that's, you know, that's really why we're here, you know, to encourage and to be the, be the change, you know, be the change that you want to be. So it's, it's really just, you know, I would just say continue to stay on people. Um, think of other ways to encourage voting. Um, you know, whether it be throwing a seminar on or you know, um what where to vote, how to vote, um allowing people to see how to register to vote, things of that sort. And um they'll catch on. You know, people people love to I don't want to say follow, but people love to see consistency. Um, people love to see consistency. People love to see, you know, that, that, um, what is it? Thinking of kind of like tenacity, but kind of like that, not aggressiveness, mm-hmm. but just how, <clears throat> how you seem to make this so important to the point where they can't deny it. You know, in a sense to where it's like, well, I know my friend, she's so, you know, she's doing everything right. She's, you know, working, she's grinding, she's still finding time to vote. I think I need to do this, too. So, you know, just keep doing what you're doing, um, I would say. And just, you know, speak, speak highly about voting and being positive with the voting. And, um, yeah, just stay doing what you're doing. Just, you know enlighten people in a different way. Um, try to not always talk them down, but try to show them more or kind of guide them in a sense, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to have me texting people like right after this. <laughs> hey. Well, I'm definitely going to use this episode as like a push to people. You yeah. Know, definitely like posting this one a lot and 
um, you know, sharing highlights of this conversation, I feel like will be helpful, impactful for some people. Yeah, definitely. definitely. I think another important part that we need to emphasize is that it doesn't stop at voting. And I understand that that's another reason why a lot of people could be discouraged because at first it was like just the presidential election was like the most important one. Now we see that every two years or like every year the voting is important. Mm -hmm. So I think another thing I'm going to do from now on, regardless of what the outcome is, is making sure that I'm involved in that and that I'm not only speaking when it's time to vote. Because at that point, it's like, you just want me to do something and get it out the way. After you vote, you still got to stay on whoever is in office on their necks. You have to pay attention to like your mayors and all that other shit. Stay on their neck. Just giving them a vote is not enough. I understand people like, upset about like Obama not doing things for them. Mm -hmm. But I think we all know now, like what is this eight years later? Like we didn't put our foot on his neck afterwards. We just said, here's a black man in office. That's a great symbol. And we left it at that, but we should have been checking. Like, are you doing things for us? Cause we're getting mad that he didn't do anything, but we didn't ask him to, we just voted for him, left it at that. And then when shit didn't go the way we planned or wanted it to, we're like getting mad and now we never want to vote again. Like we can't do that. That is a great point. And I'm glad you brought that up because the follow-up is always going to be the most important thing. So um, I'm definitely going to take heed to that. So thank you for sharing that. Cause I do feel as a community, we feel like, all right, I'm done. I did it. And we just go on about our day. So yeah, that that definitely needs to be brought to more um status or like a stature of how do we follow up? Right. What are those procedures in order to follow up or how you know who do we get in contact with or what steps can we take as a group? Do we need to get signatures? Do we need to, you know, um post up, uh, you know, certain things. Do we need to hold meetings? Do we need to hold community gatherings to, you know, just see what it is that we need to do in order to follow up with what procedures they're carrying out, what they said they were going to do, and if they actually did it. So I, I definitely agree with that one. That is, that's big. That's going to mm-hmm. be real big. Yes, especially this election with people with all their promises. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting. Definitely going to be interesting. We're, you know, we're just praying for the best. Like I said, it's, it's going to be an interesting election. You know, and uh, the, the man in the house now seems to feel he doesn't want to leave. So um, I've heard they've been putting, you know, military and people in place in case he does not want to leave. So wow. it's, it's, it's getting interesting. Um, and, you know, I haven't really been following too much on TV. I don't try to watch too much TV, but, you know, what I'm reading and what I'm hearing, it's, it's going to be interesting. And I'm, you know, everybody's kind of on their edge of their seat with this. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. I'm so, it's, I, the next, <laughs> you know, week and a half, two weeks are going to be so tense. Cause the thing that's frustrating is we're not going to know after Tuesday. It's going to, you know, because there were so many mail-in votings or mail-in ballots, it's going to take time. So I'm like, I am stressed. But <laughs> I am stressed the fuck out. I'm trying to be like, you know, I, it's, you know, it's out of my hands. It's, you know, just most, you know, to some degree, I guess, but just be hopeful, be positive. That's it. 
That that is it. Like I said, I was definitely uh, a little scared about the mail in ballot because it's like, man, they could do anything with these, man. Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, they could throw them in, in a pit of fire, you know, if I, if if you know, for what we know. But we just kind of have to, you know, trust it and make sure you know you fill out everything correctly. Uh, you you know, do exactly what they say, and like they say, reading is fundamental, um, especially with the mail in ballot. So mm-hmm. you just Take your time, read everything, and fill it out. And like you said, you know, hope for the best. (laughs) It's so nerve-wracking. And it's like, I don't know. Like, this has been a big topic, like, with my therapist, voting, and then COVID coming up. But also, Mm -hmm. like, literally everything. Like, even with Instagram and their freaking reminders. And it's like... I hope you guys keep the same energy afterwards. I hope every election I'll see those tickers like going forward. I hope like they should be doing check-ins about what policies are being followed or not. Like, oh, this is what was promised. This is not happening. Exactly. This is what you could do. Like that kind of stuff going forward. But this entire thing is just a fucking mess. I think I'm going to get off of social media until... I was going to say until the election, but then Monica, you brought up a good point saying that we won't really know the effects of the bullshit, regardless of what happens until like a little bit after. So I may have to take like a longer break because I know that shit ain't healthy. Oh yeah. Like I, like I told you, I, I'm, I put a 30, I gave myself 30 minutes just to start off and, you know, just try to work it out. And I've been doing pretty well. I get on there do what I need to do for, you know, my brand and me, and then I'm off, you know, so because it can really be a distraction. And, you know, I feel like this, like we talk about it all the time, watching TV and, you know, we, we stream a lot of our stuff. You see so much voting, even in between the streaming commercials. And it's it's just like, wow, like I've never seen this much push yeah. to vote, push to vote, push to vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking bad about that person talking bad about that person and it's just so much so uh it's it's just a lot to you know really grasp and take in because it hasn't been like this in the previous years in yeah. my memory you know voting and just looking at tv and around election time so they're you know they're really pushing the envelope um i just hope that we don't get distracted from everything else you know still police brutality going on to this day people are still getting harassed to this day so i'm just praying that we don't lose sight like we always do once they bring up something and everybody's on that and then they bring up another thing we lost that now we're on this so Mm -hmm. i'm just hoping that we still keep that 2020 you know vision and focus on what it is important that we need for our communities. And like you said, follow up, um, reach back, try to see what, what needs to be done and what hasn't been done. So. Well, you mentioned um, cutting back on social media, just so I can like bring this to our, our theme of our, our podcast. You mentioned not doing a ton of social media, not doing a ton of news. Is there anything else you've been doing, you know, through these crazy weeks and months to, you know, help with your mental health and making sure, you know, things just aren't like overwhelming. Yes. In addition to social cutting back on social media. Of course. Um, I, I've picked up some poem, poem books. Um, so I've, I've been reading a lot. Um, 
picking up on hobbies. Um, I do a lot of trading options uh, since I'm a finance major. So I've been, you know, back into my stocks. Um, uh, walking, uh, working out, stretching, uh, meditating. Um, you know, music is a big, you know, uh, relief, relief for me, you know, so I've been in diving in music a lot. Um, really just, you know, staying focused on the goal and not, um, not trying to, uh, overdo it or force anything upon myself, um, in a sense, um, and just trying to just let let go and let God a lot of the times, but you know, we, um, me and my friends, we have conversations. Um, we talk about businesses and things that we want to do. So that also helps my mental, you know, um, creative, you know, creativeness and, uh, just, you know, thinking of new things like the other day, I, you know, was getting information on how to open a business account, uh, you know, for my brand. So, you know, things like that is what keeps my mental, intact because i'm always just trying to think what's the next step or if i completed this step how do i get what's the next step or if i'm on this level how do i get to the next level and um yeah just i'm reading a lot more um i'm actually writing a lot more um you know thinking about thinking about really starting a journal um you know and just kind of writing thoughts out my day-to-days what i'm doing how i'm doing how i'm feeling you know, things of that sort, because a lot of us feel like, you know, we can't show our feelings. A lot of men feel that we can't show our emotions or we can't um, talk about those things. And, you know, we feel like we have to close that side off in order to be macho or be the alpha, you know, and try not to um, let people know we're weak or anything like that. And I just feel like that's society, you know, that goes back to Instagram, that goes back to Facebook, or you're seeing this person back in high school, they're doing this and doing that. And you're wondering why you're not doing this and doing that when it may just not be your time. You know, God does everything for a reason. He's already ordained your life. So you just kind of have to stay the course and, you know, stay, you know, stay, trust your process. Um, and continue to believe. So that's my biggest thing. Um, faith is my biggest thing. And, you know, I've been definitely still doing my Bible study, still going to church, uh, online. So, you know, a lot of that stuff helps my mental and keeps me motivated and just keeps me wanting to grow. You know, like I'm always looking, how can I grow? And I'm always wanting to be, you know, better than I was yesterday. So I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just, focused on what I want to do and um, how I want to get there. So just taking a step to get there. So that's, that's how my mental stays intact. And uh, like I said, the conversations I have with friends, we're, we're, we're really open. We lay everything out on the table. So, yeah. That's dope. Yep. Yep. And then, you know, me and my girlfriend, we talk a lot and um, you know, we're good. You know, things are happy. She's happy. I'm happy. So, that's another, you know, great mental state um, yes. to have, you know, and somebody who supports you and pushes you and, you know, makes you better is also a great way to keep your mental intact, too. 
I think we asked you all the questions and we didn't want to keep this super long. So okay. thank you so, so much for joining us. I thank hope our listeners take something from this. I know I did. I have to start yeah, thank you. people now. <laughs> and before we like officially wrap up, tell us, you know, how people can find you on Instagram and, you know, again, just remind us of where they can find your music. All right. Once again, thank you both. You know, I really appreciate this uh, at any time. If y'all need anything, sorry about my tardiness. Once again, <laughs> um, if you all need anything, let me know. I'm definitely supporting you all um, and, you know, pushing for the best. Uh, make sure you all do go follow um, young ladies here in black feelings podcast. Make sure you all uh, subscribe. If they have YouTube, follow on Instagram. You all can find me at one Swayze and that's O N E. S-W-A-Y-Z-E. And that's everything. All platforms. Uh, whatever you're listening to on music. One Swayze. Um, Facebook. Um, my clothing line is SLRG Clothing. And that's Successful Life Regardless. Um, those acronyms stand for. And um, yeah. At One Swayze on Twitter. Um, whatever it is. Uh, fate like YouTube is One Swayze. Everything is One Swayze. O-N-E. S-W-A-Y-Z-E. So thank you all for having me. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much for your time. It was a great conversation. It was. I'm, you know, like I said, I'm I'm happy to be here. Uh, hopefully I answered everything, you know, to you mm-hmm. all's liking. And um, like I said, follow up with me on anything. If you all need help with anything, if I'm able to do it, I would definitely do the best I can in my power. We appreciate you for that. Oh, it's, it's been a pleasure. Thank you once again. Have a good night. Oh, you too. You all too. Be safe. Have a good night and uh, yeah. I'll see you soon. Okay. Well, thank you guys for listening to our conversation with One Swayze. Um, I hope that everyone is going to go out and vote in yeah. this upcoming election. It is very, very important. People are not exaggerating when they are saying this is the most important election in our lifetime. Um, but in addition to voting, make sure you are also following us on Instagram. <laughs> And our Instagram handle is Black Feelings Podcast. That's B-L-K-F-L-N-G-S Podcast. You can also hit us up on Gmail with the same handle. Yes. Let us know that you voted. Yeah, yes. Hit us up. (laughs) All right. Peace. Peace out.